Portions of this program may be pre recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to us via podcast because you missed us live, you can also send your questions to Facebook or, or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will try to get to your questions the following day. Um, so it's a Friday. I'm not usually in on Friday, but uh, we are in. We made an exception yeah. today because we are, we're kind of finishing up letters to the church. We've been in it most of the summer with mm-hmm. a couple of little breaks in. But uh, let me ask you a question, Taylor, before we get into the kind of the culture stuff going on. How is has that changed your view of anything or has it affirmed your view of anything going through this over the summer? Yeah. The letters to the church. Yeah. It's been, uh, more affirming for me. Uh, just, uh, some, some things I felt, you know, since I was younger, he, he puts a voice to, you know, stuff that I hadn't quite articulated as well. And so it's been something that's, uh, really spoke to me more, uh, and been pretty affirming, uh, in that way. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that uh, one of the things that he did for me was highlight the the need for us not to be content mm-hmm. with with an unbiblical view of what's going on. Yeah, because it's easy for the culture to start crowding out mm-hmm. the biblical values, and that's one of the things that I think has a, has happened almost like a frog in the kettle thing over the yeah. years, and so. We don't have the intense loyalty to each other that the early church had. We don't have the intense loyalty to God. We don't have the um, the supernatural component yeah. in most churches. I mean, what are we doing that requires faith? I mean, what do we really do? You know, we, we talk about we're going to build this building in faith, and then we berate people till they give money to the building program and do it. And I'm, I'm just throwing that mm-hmm. out as an extreme example. But I'm saying, where is the Holy Spirit? In the New Testament church, there was supernatural things unfolding uh, all the time, and the church was pulling together. And I think that's, for me, one of the things that has most impacted me is the call to go back to those biblical values and not be content. Yeah, and so I don't know. I was just wondering how it uh, impacted you and what you were thinking about. Yeah, it's it. a it's a compelling call, you know. Like reading through it, there's parts where it's like really inspiring and like, man, I really want to get back to the heart of um, what it means to be the church, you know. And, and so it in in that respect, it's really been impactful as well. Well, uh, I don't know if you noticed in the news since the first segment. By the way, if you're just tuning in, SWAT Radio stands for uh, the SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It spawned out of the SWAT Bible studies, and um, this week we uh, started them back, which was awesome. We did our village in one. I'm going to share a little story a little later uh, about something that happened there that was really awesome this morning. 
Uh, but we meet in St. Augustine at the Village Inn at 9 o'clock on Fridays. We had a good group there, and it was the fifth study of the week. Uh, we had two on Wednesday and then one uh, Thursday morning, and then a SWAT Zoom. Had a guy from Chicago tune in, oh, which cool. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, brother up there from Chicago was invited by one of our SWAT brothers down here, and he tuned in and was really encouraging. So, um, But anyway, uh, during the first segment of the program, if you just tune in, we get into cultural issues and kind of a you know, a Christian worldview. What, you know, how, how do we as believers kind of react to things out there going on? And I don't know if you saw, but um, this morning, I believe, President Trump announced that Bahrain has now also agreed to normalize relations with Israel, wow. which is huge because, uh, you know, just I think it was last month he did the United Arab Emirates. They agreed to that. And... Um, I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. You know, they're talking about peace uh, between Israel uh, and their Muslim neighbors, and people are asking about revelation (laughs) and all kinds of stuff. We're seeing chaos going on all in the world. People are talking about asteroids possibly coming to the earth and hitting the earth, talking about the chaos, the earthquakes. Uh, It's really... It's really crazy what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, uh, very much like Second Timothy says, in the last days. Well, of course, we've been in the last days for a while. Um, but um, there's there's a lot going on. Uh, one of the biggest questions I've been asked a lot lately when I run into people from SWAT or other things is, you know, as believers, like, how, how do we respond to the chaos how do we respond to like because i get mad about it Mm -hmm. is that wrong and i don't think it's wrong to get mad when there's chaos and people are getting hurt businesses are being burned injustice happening Mm -hmm. it should nobody should ever celebrate that um you know and one of the things that's happened over the last few months with all of this is I think the American people as a whole, this is our country, so I'm talking about the American people as a whole, are generally tired of a relatively few people trying to change our country in a way that's not good for our country, yeah. a, gay that, a way that went against the way the Founding Fathers viewed the, the freedom, the equality for people the uh, what we wanted to see yes were they perfect men no they weren't they were very flawed but the document that they put together that has been the foundation for the rule of law in this country mm-hmm. has given us a longer time period of freedom than any other country in the history of the world yeah to be able to self-govern and be able to do the things we have done and uh you know it's funny that um uh, I don't know. I did not watch any football last night. Yeah, there was a either. football game. Yeah. I don't think – I haven't talked to anybody that did. Maybe people did. But I did um, listen to some of the different news agencies responding to it. Everybody gives their uh, take. I know that the Texans were not on the field during the national anthem or the rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing, uh, which is a new thing they've added. Um, Are they going to do that every week, or is that I just for the first? I think every week, as they're planning on it right mm. now. 
But uh, anyway, J.J. Watts heard fans booing um, when the teammates uh, and the Chiefs took the field for some unity, but, you know, they went on the field. And and he was like, why? Well, for the same reason that less than – I mean, they were only putting 16,000 people in those seats. Wow. And they couldn't even give those tickets away. Really? Yeah. Because of COVID, they were limiting it yeah. to 16 out of 76, but they couldn't even get rid of the 16,000 tickets. Wow. Uh, one guy who was a rabid, rabid Kansas City Chiefs fan – uh, was interviewed and said that normally he is always there. He's always excited about the day they played the first game. Not this year. They're, everybody's upset. And I think the reason is like what Congressman Rutherford alluded to yesterday. You are being basically told to buy into the Black Lives Matter organization by association, if nothing else, mm-hmm. or your you're considered a racist or a bigot, and that's just wrong. I mean, we've always had the freedom of expression in this country. Even if I disagree with you, I've had the right in the past to disagree without fear of violence or or any kind of repercussions against my business, except that you just won't shop there. But now you've got people uh, uh, harassing, physically uh, assaulting People in restaurants in Washington, D.C., Portland, Oregon, Pittsburgh, uh, and other places. And I think people are tired of it. They're just tired, and they're saying, okay, if you're going to associate with this, then we're not going to support you. And and I I personally think, my personal conviction is I can't support them. I I don't have any desire to support that. Uh, If you're going to align yourself with that, because the – and uh, yesterday – Congressman Rutherford said that the BLM website, the organization website, went in and sanitized a lot of the Marxist stuff that was on there because they want to take it. It's not that they've changed. Mm -hmm. They're just afraid that people will use that against them. And so they don't want people to know who they want to be more covert about it. And um but I think the people have already heard enough. There's enough out there mm-hmm. that now people know what they're about. And and I don't think the vast majority of American people who value life for every human being don't necessarily want to be lumped in with somebody that's with a Marxist organization. Yeah, and I think even if uh, you, know, that you didn't know that it was a Marxist organization, the whole you know, philosophy, like if you look at um, uh, Robin D'Angelo's book, is that, you know, if you're white, you're racist no matter what you do, and you can never be forgiven for that. And I think people instinctively have a feeling of, well, you can't tell me, you know, who are you to judge me based on essentially my race? You know, it's, um, and so they have a reaction to that, and then you find out the Marxist stuff, and it makes that reaction even stronger. And then when, you know, another side doesn't seem like they're listening at all. Uh, people get like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to participate in the things that, you know, glorify what I don't um, believe in, what I don't think is true. Well, and if you don't believe that social media, mm-hmm. uh, for all you Facebook lovers out there, uh, they they're supposedly don't want to have any hate group stuff up, but they're allowing uh, the Rose City Antifa group 
to have a page. Mm. No, it's a double standard. Yep. We will be back with more after the break. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. This is the sound of change breaking. This is defeat of a heart changing. This is the song of a That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, as we usually do, we were talking about um, just kind of some of the news of the day and recapping a little bit uh, that the NFL started back up. But uh, instead of being able to just talk about the NFL starting up and football, uh, they have decided to be political. So, um, talking a little bit about the political uh, fallout, I guess, for their... And a lot of people are tuning out. And you mm-hmm. know who I feel sad for, really? I feel sad for young guys that are just going into the league. Yeah. That this is how their experience starts off. That mm-hmm. The guys who come up there and, you know, um, I, I, it's just sad to me because for them, all they want to do is play football. Yeah. And they just want to get out there and enter, you know, and and being what they've dreamed of their whole life. And yeah. instead, they're playing in front of empty stands. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, there's this kid who's from this area who got into some trouble, but he was a pretty good quarterback, and he was supposed to be a rookie this year. And uh, I was like, man, this is a terrible year to be a rookie that's undrafted because uh-huh. no training camp, no opportunity to show what you got in preseason. It's just like, man, that. That is brutal, a lifelong dream that because of COVID, you know, you might never realize is, is pretty sad. Yeah, well, um, today is 9-11 also, yeah. and I, I don't want the day to go by without asking you to remember 
to pray for the families of the people that were lost on that day mm-hmm. 19 years ago. And, um, you know, it is, um, it, it, it's, it's, they, I know some news agencies are carrying stuff. Some people are thinking about it. A, a lot of people aren't thinking about it. Just to be honest, I think the people in New York or people who lost loved ones mm-hmm. are probably more likely to be thinking about it. Um, but I, I just would ask you that, you know, don't forget what happened on nine 11. It's, it's easy to be lulled in. It was 19 years ago. You know, right now the war on terror seems over. Yeah. Victory. Uh, you know, we, we wiped out Al Qaeda or the caliphate and yet there's still threats out there. Oh yeah. There's still a lot of people that hate the United States. And if you noticed, a lot of people aren't talking about China except economically. China's been building their military for the Mm -hmm. last 10 years, and they do not like us Mm -mm. as a country. They don't like what we stand for. They have a very different sociological view that's tied a lot more into a Marxist viewpoint than it is to what we stand for as a country. And so um, I just would ask that uh, don't don't forget to pray for the families and pray um, for... All those things. And then the other thing is, um, if you're a member on September 11th, 2012, um, Benghazi happened. And that was a painful thing, too, Mm -hmm. because those people over there were just left to themselves. Mm -hmm. They were kind of left out to dry. And and I think people forget about that. I mean, we're talking about the U.S. government. Yeah. Asking you to go serve your country and asking you to go over and offer protection for a diplomat and and then you call in for help saying, sorry, we can't do anything. That 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 is that that that's a nightmare for those people over there to be in the middle of a yeah. place like that. And those families who lost uh their loved ones over there, uh they still they still struggle with the anger from that and we we need to pray for them and and pray that i i am still upset because there's never been any resolution nobody's ever really owned it nobody's ever fessed up to it Mm -hmm. and um i i just it's really sad to me um that 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 happened and nobody really had to answer for it yeah yeah that that is terrible i mean at the highest levels of our government we you know we betrayed those that were there you know, to protect our interests and our rights and freedoms and who had served in the military and then were serving again in a, a uh, contractor capacity. Uh, it's, it's appalling, you know? Yeah. I, 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 it's just sad, but there's a lot of sad things. In fact, I was reminded this morning, I was talking to the guys at the SWAT group and I was reminded that, um, you know, that, uh, that there's a passage in Isaiah where, the judges are being chastised and and um because they're they don't represent god anymore mm. they just are they take bribes they do their own thing and i was reminded also it says in isaiah it talks about they call bad good and good bad and i, I think about what's going on and now you have a lot of church leaders yeah. in fact one guy was telling me this morning that in their church their kids go to a church and the leadership of this church says, if you 
if you you or your family doesn't support you know black lives matter then you should separate from your family talking to adult kids about relationships with their parents wow that's what was told to these people so it was conveyed that if your parents because of their patriarchy remember that word patriarchy remember the united nations earlier this week tweeted about the dangers of patriarchy remember the black lives movement organization they hate Mm -hmm. the the idea of the way god designed the family the way god designed us to operate in community and so they uh they said if your parents fall into that category, then you need to separate from them until they come to their senses. And that's a church saying that. So they're, they're supporting the Black Lives Matter organization, not saying that, listen, we should value all life and value uh, the people that have been uh, treated unjustly, you know, that yeah. the injustice has gone on, that we should recognize the value of of them no the black if you aren't willing to wear a blm shirt and support that you've got a problem (laughs) that just makes me think of uh jesus talking about people who lead uh young ones astray right yeah it'd be better to have a uh, what a weight thrown around your neck and cast into the ocean that's that's just that's sad really That, that that's the state of some of our churches are falling susceptible to something that is Marxist, which is anti-God, mm-hmm. you know, it, well, it is anti-God. And again, like, uh, yesterday, Congressman Rutherford brought out the whole critical theory mm-hmm. stuff, the critical race theory. You have oppressed oppressors. Um, that's the way that's their viewpoint of the world. Yeah. That is not a biblical viewpoint. It is an anti biblical viewpoint. The word of God says very clearly that God is sovereign over everything, everything. And he says in Acts chapter 17 that it's not the outside of a person that makes them. Oh, I'm sorry. Acts 17, he says that he determines where people live and where they are, where they live. He puts people in different places. I think it's in Mark where he talks about the. The, it's not the outside. It's not a person's skin color that makes them bad. Mm-hmm. It's what's on the inside of a person. Yeah. And it's not the outside. The outside things just flow from the inside. And so to attack people simply for being black, white, red, yellow, it doesn't matter, is wrong. It's always wrong to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and to... And some what's happening in some of these places, and I brought this up with a congressman yesterday, you've got white Antifa protesters getting up and cussing out black police officers, yeah. telling them that black lives matter, and the police officers are going, well, I'm black. Yeah. Don't I matter? You know, so it, it, it's not about valuing black life. Mm-hmm. What it's about is about upending a system of government that the Marxists from the very beginning have hated. They don't like our system of government. They don't like it. Yeah. They want to change it, and they want to change it to Marxism 
which is it used to be class warfare, only class, but now it's not class. They've put gender in there. They've put race in there. They've put all these, the, the, you know, the ethnic background, all these things together, and it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Black Lives Matter people that would normally those progressive people would be supportive of LGBTQ things. They're harassing those people that people don't. It, it, it's crazy. It's just chaos. Yeah. And we as believers have an opportunity to speak truth, to be a light, but we must stand firm. We must be on our knees and we must be unafraid to confront evil with truth. Yeah. And I think we've seen that a lot. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening today, don't be afraid to speak the truth in love. Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Joshua 1, nine. you know, be strong and courageous. Put your faith in the Lord. If a little teenage boy can take a sling and take down a nine-foot-tall giant yeah. with a rock who has a sword that weighs probably as much as the teenage boy <laughs> did, then... You can do anything God wants you to do. You don't have to be afraid. He's the king of the universe. And when we come back today, we're kind of finishing up the uh, letters to the church. And if you don't watch movies, you're not going to get this. But there there was one of the most successful movie franchises of the last 20 years was called The Avengers. Mm. And The Avengers is about about a bunch of superheroes that get together that have these unbelievable powers to save the world. I've got a a t-shirt that is at home and it says Christ alone can save the world. And that it's got different letters in each word that represents one of the different Mm -hmm. Marvel superheroes, Avengers. But we forget about God's supernatural ability. And when we come back, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that as we finish up this study. Yeah, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, we've been talking um, about a little bit of the news of the day, and we are going to be getting into Letters to the Church um, by Francis Chan in his final chapter. Uh, un- or I think it's his final chapter. Well, it's unleashed. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the, the end of it all. Um, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, we were talking about this, and I we, I think we have to comment to it before we get into it about this. There's a Netflix program called Cuties. By the way, if you, for, for a lot of you, you may not subscribe to Netflix. Netflix is a movie subscription channel for streaming TV shows and stuff. But they have released a, a movie series or a series called Cuties that exploits young girls in such a way that a news show was showing excerpts last night and I had to turn away from the news show because it was so bad that what they were showing on the news show was so bad and what is in the actual show itself is worse. And and Taylor, you were sharing some things with me that were just disturbing. And here's the thing. You know, uh, we talked about Me Too movement and I do want to, bring up there was a you know i wasn't going to say anything about this but there was a uh i was i was just briefly looking over the news and there was a contractor arrested after suspicious mirrors were found in middle school girls oh. bathroom skull i don't know if you saw that mm-hmm. okay that he was in new jersey and uh he installed mirrors on the interior doors of stalls in a girl's bathroom that somebody could look through the vent above to see them. And now here's the thing. This kind of stuff will be exploited even more by things like this series. So I just think it's outright satanic. So I am asking for you, if you are a Netflix subscriber, to write them, tell them you don't want to subscribe to that anymore and cancel. Yeah. Cancel and and you go well, man. Then we got to cancel this and this, and and we can't see this. Well, maybe we can read the Bible. Mm. You know, maybe we can find something else. You know, download the Chosen app, watch the Chosen mm. TV series or something on your app. There's other Hulu. There's other things you can do. And yes, none of them are perfect, but this thing is so egregious and so outrageous. Even secular news organizations are saying it's bad. Yeah. So, um, and Netflix is defending it. Yes. They're saying that it's a, a social commentary, um, against the sexualization of children. And yet they show, that's not it. No, they show, you know, part private parts of young children in it. Like you can't, you can't justify that by saying, Oh, well we're we're showing it as a bad thing. Like that's no, that that's that they tried to do that about a month ago. But what after it's come out, I mean... That's still their line. Okay, so here's the thing. There's a lady yesterday who commentates on channels who is a lesbian. Mm. And if she is a lesbian, she doesn't have the same values that you and I do. She doesn't believe that. She's saying it's bad. If she's saying it's bad... Yeah. Okay, it's bad. So I I am calling on you to really think about if you are a subscriber to that, think about maybe writing them. Don't just cancel it. 
write them and let them know why you are canceling it. I am canceling it. I'm canceling my subscription because of you putting stuff like cuties out there. Um, you know, I, I just think, wow, it's, it's reach. We're reaching new lows for sure. But, you know, one of the things, Taylor, uh, about Unleash, this last chapter in uh, his book is going back to the Avenger model. You know, I was talking about earlier this movie franchise of all these superheroes. When you think about, did you see any of those movies? Oh, yeah. Did you like them? Yeah, they were pretty good. Do you think you could be... um, uh, let's say, do you think you could be Iron Man? Do you think you could fly around in a suit on th- uh, nuclear power uh, like uh, from like that? You- so, someone gave me the suit. No, yeah. no, no, no. I couldn't but, create but, the but, suit. But no. what I'm saying is, do you if do you really? All right, let's go even beyond that. Do you believe you could be Spider Man? Mm, I mean, no. you think that's really not realistic for you, right? Yeah. Um, who who are some of the other guys? How about uh, Thor? You pop in and out of planets all over the world. Do you think you could do that? Uh-uh. It's unrealistic. You like watching it, but you don't really believe you can do it. Yeah. Well, I, I really believe that the way we look at the Avengers and that movie or any superhero, Superman, Batman, whoever, we love them and we love what they do, but deep down we know we could never do that. And we know it's just a movie. We know it's not real. I think when we read the Bible and we read about Elijah praying and rain stopping for three and a half years, we don't think we could do that either. I think when we read about David taking down the head of an army who's nine foot tall with a sling and going up there, we don't think we could do that either. We think that was for then. Yeah. Uh, When we read about Joshua or Moses uh, doing, you know, miracles, having miracles happen because they asked God for them. We don't think we could do that either. Elijah, Elisha, Peter, Paul, you know, they said that they would just want their shadows sometimes to fall on them because then they would heap people Mm. would be healed. I think we look at that in the same way we look at superheroes and we forget the immense power that is at our disposal. And I just think that if we, uh, if we really step back from what we do uh, on the church level and in our spiritual life and compare it to what happened in the Bible, there's not a lot of comparison to what we see today to what happened then. And why do you think that is? Mm, I would say because we don't have that type of faith. We don't believe that God still works in that way. That's that's what I think. Uh, we believe that he's limited to that time period. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, would say, oh, you know, God did miracles then because he was establishing his church. And now, you know. But me personally, I think I kind of wonder how much of that is just, you know, uh, that you don't see it in America, but that there's still stuff going around the world or even in America that, you know, people are just skeptical about, you know, so I I, I think that he still works in that way. Well, 
I think we like to believe that he would work that way. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is when you when you think about what they did during biblical times, like let's just take take Elijah. Uh, flip to James chapter five real quick. If you um, uh, if if you go to James chapter five at the end of the chapter, um, and you you look at what it says, what does it read? What it says um, about Elijah? Read read there. Work down. Uh, uh, oh, started in seventeen. Yeah. Um, Elijah was a man with nature like ours. Wait, stop. What did it say? Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. So that means he's like us, right? Mm-hmm. But why do we think Elijah's superhuman? Is it because he called down fire from heaven? Is it because he said he prayed and for three and a half years it didn't rain? But what is, what is the writer saying here, or James saying to us, he's saying he was like us. He was like us. And if he's like us and he can do this, do you you believe that you can accomplish the supernatural? Do you really believe it? Not just intellectually, okay, but do we really believe it? Because a lot of times I think we would like to think we do, but our prayer life doesn't seem to indicate that we do because when problems come or somebody pops into our life with a need, I wish I could help you. Yeah. We don't even bother to pray for him. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, they just want money. I can't help them. I don't have any money. Well, who's got all the money in the world? Yeah. Who owns all the resources? Who owns the cattle of a thousand hills? There's a story about, I think his name was Ironside, Henry Ironside at Dallas Seminary. They were having a prayer meeting with their staff, a staff meeting, I think. And, um, they had a great financial need, and um, Ironside wasn't too worried about it. If I, I, I may, I hope I'm not butchering this too bad, but I think I've got the gist of it right because I've heard it from guys that were there. And he said, "Lord, your word says you own the cattle on a thousand hills. We need you to sell one of them so we can get some <laughs> bills paid here." And either while the meeting was going on, or shortly after, a guy comes into the office who has sold a bunch of cattle and gives them a significant check. Hmm. Now, when he prayed that prayer, he prayed with faith, but he was a man like Elijah. I don't think we pray those kind of prayers too often because we've been conditioned either to name it, claim it, prosperity gospel, but that's not what he's talking about. But we have a God that controls the whole universe. And if our God is in charge of the universe and his children have a need, he can more than meet that need. And that's why, you know, it says in Ephesians 3, he can do more than you can even imagine. More than you can imagine. And so um, when we come back, I'm going to share a story about this morning about um, a a server we encountered at the restaurant we were at. And uh, really cool thing so when we come back all right so make sure you stay tuned uh with for that we'll be back with more after the break you're listening to swat radio we'll see you in a second this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We have been talking about um, the church being unleashed and what that means, what that would look like. So if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And Doug, as you were talking uh, in the last segment about you know, believing um, whether we believe that God still works in miraculous ways. I think for me, I was thinking, you know, I I think and I believe that he does. I've heard stories, but I think when it comes to myself, I always, I, I often think I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough for God to, you know, do that through me. But the reality is it's not about. But, what, but, but, but listen, but why do you think that? This yeah, is exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Why, when you're, when you're good enough, like, are you any better? Like, like you, are you more deserving to do great things for God today than you were 10 years ago? We're never more deserving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he takes the weak to confound the strong. He takes the, the simple minded to confound the wise. And so the whole, that's the whole point is that we're actually, a bunch of superheroes, we have the strength in him to do anything, but we don't believe it a lot of times Yeah, because we're not people of faith. And that's the whole thing. It's not faith that you can do it. You, mm-hmm. you don't have the ability to do anything, Yeah, but he's got the ability to do everything. And I think a lot of times when we look at Bible characters, Daniel, uh, Elijah, whoever they are, we forget, and that's why I love that passage in James so much, a man with a nature like ours. How's our nature? Sinful. Yeah. yeah. You remember what Elijah said? Elijah's complaining, Lord, there's nobody. I'm the only one. And he says, there's 7,000, Elijah, that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. 7,000. And uh, when you think about Elijah and uh, and his ministry, 
one minute he's calling down fire from heaven then the next minute he's running from jezebel he's scared to death because he's got a nature like Mm -hmm. ours and i just think we forget about that and we forget that god is in the business of putting himself on display through weak people so that he gets the glory yeah and uh, so anyway i don't know i just thought that was interesting yeah i was thinking you know thinking through it about you know having those feelings of uh you know oh inadequacy but that Mm -hmm. the the reality is it's not about us and what we can do it's about what god can do in his power and if you look at you know someone like samson who (laughs) he kind of was a a screw-up he broke you know every (laughs) single one of the the uh vows that he took as a vow of the nazarene and god still used him continually um, regard, you know, despite that. And so, you know, I think, oh man, maybe, you know, that's how we have to view, not like what we can do, but how, how much we have faith in what God can do. Yeah. We have to keep our eyes on him. I've been looking for a story. I can't find it. I've got it somewhere, but I'll, I'll try to do it from memory because it's also a good example of, of prayer. And again, Prayer is the key. Uh, Prayer is bringing yourself in alignment with God's will. As you pray, you're connecting with God. And, um, and, you know, there was uh, um, some missionaries, and I can't remember if they were in, um, if they were in Thailand or if they were in another one of those countries over there, like Papua New Guinea or someplace, but they were, they were overseas and they had really been trying to reach this village and the village was overwhelmed with grasshoppers eating their their rice mm. patties and stuff mm-hmm. trying to eat the the leaves and stuff and and so the chief of this one village they'd been trying to reach said you pray to your god and if he stops the grasshoppers from destroying our village then i will believe in your god well the Christians lived in one area, and they had their own little garden, and then the chief had his area. So the missionary took the challenge and said, yes, I will pray, and I'll take your challenge. Well, he prayed, and what happened was he came back the next day, and there were more grasshoppers than there were before, and and they were in primarily just the christian villages i mean and their and their Mm -hmm. stuff and as he as as the missionary saw it his heart sank because he thought oh no he's because he made this thing that okay we're going to pray that god would protect us from the grasshoppers but there were more grasshoppers there well what happened a, a couple of days later they realized that the dung or the defecation from the grasshoppers actually served as fertilizer, believe it or not. And their fields ended up producing more rice than the other guys, than the, the, the unbelievers. And the chief was ultimately converted because of that. And the whole point of that prayer story was that what was initially seen as a defeat wasn't a defeat at all. It's just God doing something different than you expected. Yeah. And and for us, I think when we pray 
we we have a plan for what mm-hmm. God we want Him to do, and a lot of times we don't necessarily see how that unfolds the way we want it to, and so we see it as defeat. But He's He's weaving this big masterpiece of lives together in such a way that brings glory to His name, and He calls us to trust Him that He can do supernatural things. I told you at the beginning of the program I was going to share a story. So today at the SWAT meeting, we're down there and we're meeting and we're sharing and uh, our server we always pray for our servers and the uh, the server today had 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 been in uh, a car accident not too long ago and so we were praying for her and we prayed that we would be a blessing to her and, and that god might draw her near well what happened was as after we finished our meeting one of the swat guys was so moved that he called her to go talk and I went over there and a couple other guys, and we ended up sharing the gospel with her. Now, keep in mind, this is in a restaurant. People are at other tables watching this whole thing unfold. And we're all praying. And and in the midst of it, she begins to tear up and realize what's going on. And, and she prayed the most beautiful prayer of repentance mm. because it was authentic. We didn't put words in her mouth. We just simply shared the good news with her, and she said her mom was a believer. Her mom has been praying for her, mm. and and you know, and she, and this is what brought tears to her. Is she said, "I just know I need to reach out stronger to God." And I said, "No, you don't. You just need to receive it when He's reaching out to you." Because mm. did you ask us to pray for you? She said, "No." I said, did you ask us to come over here and talk to you? She said, no. I said, so that's God reaching out to you. And that's when she began to weep because Mm -hmm. her story's sad. And there's a lot of pain and brokenness in our world. Mm -hmm. But God wants us as his children to be those, what I call supernatural heroes of faith to people, to go and put him on display to show his love. And Really, we live in a time right now that people desperately need hope Yeah, here and all over the world. Mm-hmm. I talked to a brother in Israel today. He told me, you know, that in Israel right now, all the tours have been canceled. Nobody's flying over there. And that is their biggest industry. Mm. No hotels full, no restaurants full. And you know what he told me? He said, they're talking 2021, mm. late 2021. Late. Wow maybe 2022 so a full year so i just want you to imagine if you're a business owner out there or you work imagine just being told sorry we don't need you for the next year Mm. so and that's just one other place it's happening all over the church is right now at a very unique time and we if we can plant biblical churches and by plant them i mean Listen, if your church is not operating under biblical values, then be a voice, Mm -hmm. a voice to talk to people and say, why can we do some of these things? It has to start with you first, but believe in the supernatural power of God being unleashed. That's what that whole chapter is about, the unleashing of God's power in your life. And imagine a group of people that have that kind of power to pray and see God move in miraculous ways. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be, yeah. I mean, that that's the type of stuff that, uh, you know, I think gets your heart pumping 
tip for that to be a possibility. Well, yeah. I mean, it's exciting when yeah. you start thinking about that. And so I'm going to I'm going to try to find out that thing on prayer. I know the Ironside story is a true story because I talked to guys that were professors there mm. um, uh, and uh, and he really did. He prayed that prayer. said, Gore, we need you to sell some uh, cattle. Um, and he did. So that's a that was a great story. I think it was. Um, yeah. Um, so. In fact, I think uh, I don't know if it was Chuck Swin, Swindoll that told that story, but um, yeah, it was it was Henry Ironside. I think it's H A Ironside, uh, and that was back in the early twenties. So that's in our lifetime, yeah. or not my lifetime, is my my right before you know it it's was, in it's but, in the living memory. Yeah, 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 it's it's like you're talking within early United States history, you know, like 1924 is not that long ago. Yeah. It's less than a hundred years. Uh, but they were on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm. They were on the verge and all their creditors were ready to foreclose. I, I found the story at noon on a particular day and the founders of the school met in the office and that God would provide. And when it was his turn to pray, he did say, he said, Lord, we know that the cattle on a thousand hills are yours. Please sell some and send us some money. That was his prayer. Hmm. And and that time a tall Texan came in and he said, Howdy, I just sold two carloads of cattle over Fort Worth and I've been trying to make a business deal, but it won't work. I feel like God wants me to give this to y'all. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, and it's kind of God showing first his power, but also a little bit of sense of humor to you know, answer his prayer that specifically. Um, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual